you can just take a moment and just lift your hands to heaven and say, thank God for what he's done in your life. Amen. Thank the way the Lord is moving in your life. Amen. And though I can't see it and I don't understand it sometimes, how many know he's still moving today? Aren't you glad today for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness? Amen. Today. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. Just a wonderful spirit and atmosphere in, in the church today with the worship. Uh, we're going to get this mic figured out. I was having some problems. I feel like put that retainer back in the day with braces. You remember that? Yeah, kind of one of those things, but uh, we're going to get it figured out. But uh, amen. It's good to see everyone here today and so thankful um, that the Lord is just so real in our lives and so real in our midst. And we're not just here playing church. How many can lift your hand and just say, God's real. Amen. He's real in my life and what he's doing and what he said to me and how he's touched me. It's real. Amen. And how many know nobody's going to take that away from you? Amen. How many know the world didn't give us this peace and the world can't take it away? Amen. Nobody did this. Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Saved us, delivered us, and set us free. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. Aren't you glad that our home is in heaven, that our, that our home isn't here? We're just passing through. We're just strangers. We're just, just, just a short time before we spend eternity in God's presence. Amen. So thankful for that today and uh, just really just thanking the Lord that nothing is going to outlast God's faithfulness to us. Nothing is going to overcome God's will in our lives. Nothing is going to overtake God's word and the power of his word in our life. And I just woke up there with this this morning. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. How many can say, Lord, thank you. You know, there's so many things we want in life and we desire, but one of the things that we do have that we all share is that we have God's faithfulness in our lives. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. So good to see everybody here today. And so whether you're joining us online or here live, we just wanted to pray that God touches you today. And, and as we prayed earlier, um, we just really pray and, and hope that God really touches you in your body today. If you're sick in your body or you know somebody or maybe in your family that's really not feeling well, maybe they're not here with us today or maybe you're online and you're not feeling well, but we're just trusting the Lord for complete healing Aren't you glad that when the Lord does a work, He does it completely and entirely? Amen. And we're believing God for that today. That it's not just feeling a little bit better, but you're going to feel a whole lot better. Amen. In Jesus' name. And so thankful for that. And, uh, one of the things I, I do uh, like, it was said earlier, as Micah had said it, I believe, is the testimonies um, of God's power in your life. And we're hearing about that uh, here sometimes we'll get reports during the week or someone will call us or text us or let us know about God's uh, really doing a work in your life. We're so excited. God isn't waiting to move years from now. He's moving right now. How many believe God's moving right now? We celebrate that today and we thank God for the miracles that we uh, can celebrate today. And so we're thankful for that. I don't really have this really uh, clear introduction to this, as you can tell today, uh, other than I just want to just really read some scriptures and talk to you a little bit and give you some um, really just encouragement and really strengthen your faith and your love for the Lord today. I think that that's kind of what we miss so many times in church, is that church isn't just for a bunch of people coming together and doing a religious exercise, but it's really to encourage one another. Come on, do you believe that? And so today, I'm going to start by doing that. I'm going to do my part. I want to encourage you. And then at the end of church, when we have our connection point out in the parking lot, I'm, I'm depending on the rest of you to encourage each other. And uh, Right? Because <laughs> how many know it's about building each other up? It's about making each other 
stronger and causing each other to, to be stronger in our faith in the Lord. And so something that I share today, I hope that that really encourages your faith and your love for God. Because we believe here in our church that we really want to love God and we want to grow in our faith and we want to reach our world. And so I want to do that today. I want to really encourage your love for God today. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, very familiar passage of Scripture. Some of you know this by heart. Some of you quoted this and parts of it. But this is a tremendous truth here um, that I want to bring out today. In Proverbs chapter 3, let's read read the Scripture, then we'll pray. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5. I'm going to start in verse 5. All right, and I'm reading out of the King Jesus version, if you're interested to know. So if you just turn in your Bible or click on your device. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Starting there. He says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. I like that. And be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil and it will be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Honor the Lord with, the sub, with thy substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. And then it says in verse 10, So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst out with new wine. Trust in the Lord is what he starts with. Trust in the Lord. How many know trust is everything? I want to talk to you today about trust being a priority. Trust being everything. How many believe that today, in our day, in our time, we need to trust? Amen? We need to trust the Lord. If there's ever a time that we needed to depend on the Lord and lean in a little bit harder, a little bit closer to the Lord, it's right now. We've got to trust the Lord. In a day and an age where it's hard to trust people, it's hard to trust the news, it's hard to trust what's real, what's right, what's good, how many know we can trust the Lord? Amen? Let me, let me try that again. How many know we can trust the Lord? Amen. And we can trust the Lord. And so today, I feel it's important that we share and encourage you that trust is everything. Trust has got to take priority in our lives. And as the writer of Proverbs here, Solomon was writing, is that he started out giving this instruction really by trusting in the Lord. Trust is priority. There's four words here that we just read that I want to bring out today. And these four words go like this. It goes trust, acknowledgement, fear, and honor. And so with these four words and these truths, he actually gives these instructions. And with instructions, he gives promises. How many know with God's instructions, he usually gives promises? Amen. If you, if you follow me wholeheartedly, then I'm going to let you win every battle, as he told the children of Israel, things like that. So I believe that we look here, verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Don't, don't lean towards your understanding, but trust in the Lord's understanding. It goes like this, with all your heart you must trust the Lord and not your own judgment. Solomon is writing to his son Rehoboam and he says this, he says, if you want favor with both God and man, if you want a good reputation uh, to be known as a person that has good judgment and common sense, then you need to trust the Lord completely and don't ever trust yourself. I mean, that's good advice. Amen. Place your trust in the eternal God is what he's saying. I mean, put your trust in the one who can be trusted. Put your trust in the one who's eternal, who doesn't change, who doesn't, you know, it's not something that maybe you can trust today and not trust tomorrow. He was saying trust in the eternal God. Rely on him completely. Trust in the Lord. Never stop depending 
on the Lord. Trust Him completely. Don't depend on your own ideas and inventions and thoughts and opinions. He said we can trust the Lord. How many believe we can trust the Lord? How many believe we can totally depend on God? Many of you are here today because you have said over and over to God, no matter what you've gone through, I trust in you. I don't understand it. It didn't work out. It was a crushing blow to my life. It might even have left a scar, but nevertheless, I still trust you. And maybe we'll get to the place that will be like Job. Though God kills me, I'll still trust him. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of trust right there. Amen. And so we, we have complete confidence in the Lord. And I believe that today, in our day, in our culture, we need complete trust in the Lord. We've got to come to a place that we are secure in what we trust. Amen. There's a security there. There's a confidence there. And that's what the Bible teaches. And so what does it take, as the writer is saying here, Solomon saying, what does it take to trust in the Lord? It takes your whole heart. Trust in the Lord with your whole heart. He didn't say just to trust in the Lord with your mind or trust in the Lord one time or trust in the Lord when you go to church. He said trust in the Lord with your whole heart. How many know it takes your whole heart? How many know it's not just your mind, it's your heart. And where your heart is, the Bible says that's where everything is going to come out of. The issues of life are right there in your heart. And so it's with my heart that I trust the Lord. I mean, no, sometimes I, I don't know about my mind. It's plain, I, I don't know what to think sometimes, but I, in my heart, I can trust God. Amen. And so trust the Lord with your heart. So what I trust in, I believe in, I love, I value what I trust in. I live for what I trust in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Amen. And then you go to verse 6, and again, the theme is trust is this theme that he's saying in verse 6. And it says, with all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. In all your ways, acknowledge God, and he will what? Direct your path. How many love that scripture? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct. In everything you do, put God first. He will direct you and crown your efforts with success. Amen. I like that part. Amen. Everything you do, put God first. Always let the Lord lead you. Always let him lead you to the place where you need to follow him. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go alone. I don't ever want to do something alone. I want to kind of have that heart like Moses. Lord, if you don't go with us, I don't want to go. If, if you're not in it, I don't want to do it. Come on, somebody. I, God has never called us to be alone. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Aren't you glad that there's this promise of God's presence in our lives? That's the, the value of, of God's presence, and he's never going to leave us. It's not like he just he's in heaven way up there, and sometimes he visits us, and sometimes he leaves us, and sometimes we're on our own. It's always with us. He said, I'm with you always. When Jesus talked about the Holy Ghost coming, he said he's going to be with you to the end of the age, forever. He's going to be with you. Amen. And some of you just need to thank the Lord and wake up tomorrow and just thank the Lord that he's with you, Amen. that I'm not alone in this thing. Lord, I, I'm not alone. I feel alone sometimes, but I, I have to have trust and confidence I'm not alone, that you're with me. In all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to let you clear the road for me, is what he's saying. I'm going to give you the credit for everything. How many of you know, there's a lot of times where we, we take the credit for the good things, but we kind of blame the Lord for the bad things. But how many know we need to give God credit for all things? Amen. We need to give God credit for the good things. And we need to recognize the Lord on a daily basis. That's what he's saying. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Not just in, uh, you know, well, I, I'm just acknowledging God in the way I worship. How many know he says in all your ways, acknowledge him? Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the Father by Jesus. That's what the New Testament says, that we need to give God 
credit. How many love giving God credit? Amen. How many believe that you need to, uh, as the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. That means let's make a big deal out of God. How many know the Lord wants you to make a big deal out of him? Come on, not, not just when good things are happening, even in, in things that you don't understand. When you're going through dark times and you're going through valleys, God wants you to acknowledge him. God wants you to, why? Because when you acknowledge the Lord, you acknowledge his power. When you acknowledge the Lord, you acknowledge that He's the provider. He's the protector. He's God. And beside Him, there is no other. He's the rose of Sharon. He's the lily of the valley. He brings the fragrance out of brokenness. He's the one that turns the evil and turns it around for good. He's the one that takes my mess and makes it into a message. Come on, somebody. Amen. When I acknowledge Him, I acknowledge His power. I acknowledge His ability that I don't have. I acknowledge the fact that I can't do this alone, and I acknowledge you. Some of you are going through things right now, and you feel like you're alone. Start acknowledging the Lord. Start praising the Lord. Start worshiping God. How many know that's what worship is all about? We're acknowledging that He is God, and we're not. (laughs) We're acknowledging that He is good, and we're not. We're acknowledging that He is the provider. He is the creator. He is God all by Himself. That's what worship is all about. And so acknowledge Him in everything you do. And then the Bible says He will smooth out and straighten the road that lies ahead. I love that. What a great promise. And I want to live in the will of God. I I want this, what He talks about here. This is what I want in my life. I want to see my path straight. I want to live in God's will and His favor. And I want to do things that please the Lord. Is that how you feel? In everything you do, put God first. Seek God's will in favor in everything. Lord, what is your will in this situation? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to respond in this situation? I want to acknowledge you in all my ways. This is trust, isn't it? How many know trust is priority? Trust is important. Trust is everything when it comes to walking with the Lord. And the Bible says that he's going to reveal the steps to take. He's going to go before us as the writer of Isaiah. And that when Isaiah wrote that, he said he's going to go before you. He's your rear guard, but he's also going to go before you and make a way uh, path plain in the desert. Is that what he says? The crooked shall be made straight. The low places are be made high and the high places made low so that we can walk straight before our God. Amen. And so what does it take, as he says here, to acknowledge your ways? What does that mean? What does that take for us? And that is that we need to surrender your way. (laughs) I mean, you need to surrender your way. How many have ever heard the Holy Spirit whisper that to you? Surrender your way. Amen. What does that mean to to acknowledge the Lord in in, in all your ways? Well, that means that your direction, your your, uh, thought pattern, your process, your opinions and your perspective, we need to surrender that. But it also means our desires. So in all your ways, acknowledge Him. That, that really goes a little bit deeper than just the decisions that I need to make on a daily basis. That's talking about my motives, my desires, and what I really want in life, and what I want. Come on, somebody, right? How many know we need to surrender our desires to the Lord? In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and then He's going to direct your ways, direct your steps. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we see in verse 7, I love this. He says, don't be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. Don't ever think that you're wise enough. (laughs) Don't ever think that you get to a place that don't be conceited and think, be sure of your own wisdom and your own understanding. Don't get that. He said, this is great advice from a father and he's from a years of experience. (laughs) I mean, Solomon had some experience. 
and uh, it wasn't all successful in his life. There were some failures in his life. And so he was giving the advice and he said, don't ever think that you're wise enough. Solomon was known as the wisest man in the world. And yet he said this to his sons, don't ever think you're smart than God, more smart than God, that you're smart enough. Amen. But lean on the knowledge of the Lord, depend on the Lord, fear the Lord and depart from evil. But he said this, respect the Lord and stay away from evil. I like one translation says, don't think you can decide of your own what is right and what is wrong. Respect God's standards, turn and run from sin. I mean, that's good, that's good, that's good advice right there. I mean, no, trust in the Lord means, Lord, not just I'm trusting you to do this, this, and this, but it's, Lord, I'm trusting your wisdom. I'm trusting your understanding. When I open the Bible, I'm trusting that, Lord, this is going to direct my life, that I can build everything on my life. Come on, somebody. I can trust in the Word, but it also means to fear the Lord, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you and I'm going to turn from evil. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a trust here when we depart from evil. When we get away from what, what God doesn't want us to get involved with or what, it was, what is wrong, what is evil, and what is sinful the Bible teaches us, that's wisdom, isn't it? How many you know holiness is wisdom? Amen. There's, there's wisdom there. There really is. And, there, you know, it means that you're really thinking about what you should be doing. But he says this. He said that we should depart from evil. I like this phrase here when he talks about this fear the Lord. I don't know what you think about, but one of the things that I looked up and we think about the fear of the Lord, obviously we think of reverence, we think of awe, great awe, God is awe, and we, we just stand back and we're like, man, we really fear the Lord. But you know, one of the, the, the definitions of fearing the Lord is to dis- distrust myself, <laughs> is to distrust myself, to detach myself from my own reasoning, my own concepts of my own belief, and to trust the Lord. To fear the Lord means that I'm not trusting in my own righteousness. I'm not trusting in my own goodness. I'm fearing the Lord. Come on, somebody. I'm not, I'm not trusting in uh, you know, people. I'm trusting in God more than I'm trusting in people. That's what it means. It means that I'm loving God more than I'm loving myself. That's what it means to fear the Lord. It means that I love God more, I value Him more, I worship God more than anything else in this world. That's what it means to fear the Lord. How many fear the Lord? Amen. And now some of you have been raised that, you know, that if you did something wrong, God was going to get you. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's, sometimes that's good to live by that way, isn't it? Amen. Some of you got saved because you knew that you were out there running from God and any time God was going to get you. <laughs> Amen? Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a a good thing, but that's not what he's writing here. He's writing that there's a distrust of myself, and that I'm trusting the Lord more, that I'm trusting people, than my own feelings, my own self, my own reasoning. I'm trusting the Lord. That's what it means to fear the Lord. And if we could put another definition of the fear of the Lord, it would be an overwhelming love for God. Just an overflow of the love of God in my life that I love the Lord so much that I trust Him. Come on, somebody. That I reverence Him, that I worship Him. Worship isn't something I do to make myself look good on Sunday mornings. Worship is something that I do all the time. It comes from my life. It comes from my heart. I love God, therefore I worship God. Amen? I fear the Lord, therefore I obey the Lord. I fear the Lord. I love Him so much, therefore I just want to do what He wants me to do. I love him so much, I'm willing to lay my life down for him. Whatever he wants me to do, I'm going to do it because I love him so much. And so how many know that takes a decision on our part? 
That takes a great decision. And when he said this, and he gave this counsel, and he's giving his exhortation, he's saying that we should not be wise in our own eyes. That takes a decision, doesn't it? That takes an act of your will, a decision to don't be wise in your own eyes and fear the Lord. And it also takes a, a major decision to depart from evil. To get away from that which is evil and sinful and God doesn't approve of and doesn't pleasing to the Lord. How many know it takes a decision on your part? Right? Amen? In fact, it talks, it talks about, in Romans chapter 7, it talks about I'm, I'm being pulled in a direction towards my sinful nature. And, and there's a part of me that still is alive on the inside that still wants to do what's wrong, still wants to sin, and it's leading me in that place of sin. And there's a great tug of war going on in the inside. But in Romans 7, he said, thanks be to God that always gives us the victory. Amen. Thanks be to Jesus Christ that always causes us to triumph. And so I can leave sin. I can leave it behind. I can depart from sin. I can get away from it. Aren't you glad that God has given me grace and power to get away from sin? Come on. God's grace has not given me grace to live in sin, but to get away from sin. Amen. And I don't know about you, but there's just some things you got to run from. There's just some things you got to avoid and some things that you just need to get away from. And he said, we need to depart from this. Because I believe that if we're involved and we're willfully following after evil and willfully following after sin, we'll stay wise in our own eyes. We'll depend on ourselves. We'll get conceited and say we don't need the Lord, that we don't need His power, that we can abuse God's trust and God's love and God's grace in our lives. How many know that's pride, isn't it? That's pride, isn't it? And so that's why we need to depart from evil because it's going to keep us in a place of separation from God's will and His love. And it's going to keep us in a place that we're going to always constantly feel that we're running from God and disconnected from the Lord. Is that right? Amen? So this is why it's important that we fear the Lord and leave sin behind. And I love this promise. This is a great promise. You ready for this? Here's the instruction and then we see the promise. In verse 8, he gives us a promise. Here's the promise. That if you, if you aren't wise in your own eyes, if you fear the Lord and you depart from evil, here's the promise. You're going to have a healthy belly button and strong bones. What a great promise. That's a weird promise, but it's a great promise. That's what he says. Health to your navel. That's you're in the place that the umbilical cord, you know, your belly button. That's what he said. You're going to have a healthy belly button. You can go home and tell your, uh, everybody online that I talked about having a healthy belly button. I think all of us in this room, especially after Christmas, want a healthy belly button. But anyways, you're going to have strong bones. That word really literally means the inside, your internal organs. Think about it. Your physical body. Something happens to your physical body as you depart from evil. Something happens as you fear the Lord. How many believe that when we fear the Lord, it brings health to our lives? There's mental health there. There's emotional stability. There's, there's a strength that comes. So there's this strength and vitality. That's what it literally means. That when we fear the Lord and we get away from depending on ourselves, when we begin to trust the Lord, there's actual health for our physical body. There's vitality for our emotions, for our, come on, for our mental health, for everything the Bible says that we need, amen, comes from walking before the Lord, fearing the Lord. That's what he's saying, trusting the Lord. How many know trust is everything? When we trust the Lord, there's actually, we can come to the place of wholeness and soundness. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Amen. And that's what he's saying here is when you do what God wants you to do, you fear the Lord and you trust in the Lord, he said, you'll be given renewed health 
and vitality. That's what it means. And if you depend on the Lord, your body and your mind will be free from the stain or the strain of a sinful life. That's what he's saying. When you, you'll experience health and healing and you'll be strengthened in your core. I love that. That's pretty good, isn't it? Amen. So some of you are working real hard at your core, but the Bible says here's a good way to do it. Amen. Fear the Lord and depart from evil, but trust the Lord. Amen. Strengthens your core. And the fourth thing and that I want to leave you with today is in verse 9. Verse 9 and 10. I love this. He says, Honor the Lord with, the, with your substance and with the first fruits of your increase. So he's really uh, speaking, and, and of course, in the Old Testament, they understood this very well, very clear. And uh, maybe a hundred years ago, we would understand it a little bit better. Uh, we were more of an agrarian society, but not as much as m- we would understand it. But it says this, with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce, your crops, is what he was saying. Give God the first part of your income and the best of your crops. And so this is exactly what he's saying. I, I can't um, put it in any other definition or translation. That's exactly what he's saying. So tr- honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of your increase. So honoring the Lord by giving him the first and the best then you'll have more than you'll need. That's, that's a principle he's giving us here. So don't take for yourself. Give to the Lord. I mean, the Bible says, Give and it shall be given back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over will God cause other people to give to you. To the place, as Micah says, the old prophet, you won't be able to contain it. You won't be able to handle it. How many love those kind of blessings, right? But it starts with honoring the Lord with our substance and the first fruits are in increase. There's so many good principles about this. It was the first fruits of their increase, but it wasn't just the first fruits. It was the best. They had to give the best sacrifice. They couldn't just give any old sacrifice. They had to have the best sacrifice. So if they were harvesting corn or, or wheat, they would not just, they would have, you know, hey, tell everybody, look, okay, we're going to harvest corn today, but I want you to know that that first batch goes to the Lord. And if it's moldy, if it's old and it's nasty, we're not giving it to God because we're only giving him our best. And so we're going to wait until we get the best. And then we're, that first, whatever that first is, and make sure it's the best, we're going to give it to the Lord. How many know the Lord wants not just our first, he wants our best. He's saying that we need to honor the Lord with our substance, our best. Give the Lord your best. That's your first fruits. And the Bible talks about the law of first fruits. That they were to take whatever they brought in, whatever they made, and whatever they uh, raised, the crops, they were to bring it to the storehouse. They were to dedicate it to the Lord and say, Lord, this is for you. Amen? Come on, that's a really good farmer's market to belong to. Amen. And that's what they had back in the day. They had this huge farmer's market, especially at the end of every year. You were to bring in your harvest, you were to bring it in the storehouse, and then they were to distribute it to those who had needs. But it first went to God. How many know God deserves first? He deserves first. He deserves the best. Amen. And sometimes when it comes to worship, we don't really give the Lord our best. Amen. I'm not just talking about church. I'm talking about it in our lives. We don't give God first and we don't give him our best. But the Bible teaches us that we are to give God first. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you come up against a situation, the best thing to do is seek God first. Pray first. Amen. I don't know what to, care what you're going through. The best thing to do is seek the Lord first. That's always good. And so what does that take from us? That takes priority. 
We have to have this, we have to focus on this and trust the Lord. And trust becomes a priority when we say, Lord, I'm going to trust you enough that I'm going to give you my first and my best. Amen. And how many know it's not what we get from God, it's what we give to God? That's what really should matter in our lives. I'm giving my best to the Lord. Oh, I want all this stuff from God. You should see my laundry list of blessings that I want from the Lord. Well, God should see a laundry list of what you're going to give Him. Amen. And so that's what he's saying here. And so I love this promise, though. Here, here's the promise. He says that if you give the Lord your first and your best, he said, your barns will be filled with plenty, verse 10, and your presses shall burst out with new wine. That's pretty good, isn't it? Okay, so if you give the Lord the best and the first, he said something supernaturally is going to happen. You're going to have, your barns are going to be filled, and then your wine presses are going to burst with new wine. Amen. And we don't have time to get into this and what that meant to them. It was like the biggest blessing that you could ever get, the biggest bonus, the biggest uh, you know, paycheck or whatever that you could ever get. That's what the Lord is saying. The Lord would say, you know, as you give, you're going to get back more than you gave. That's what he was saying. And so that's the promise. How many love those kind of promises? I love those kind of promises. He said, then you will prosper to the fullest and have plenty to eat and drink. Amen. More than enough. How many of you know we serve a God of more than enough? Everything you need will be met physically, emotionally, mentally. This is abundant provision is what he's talking about. But I like this last thing. What he said is that your presses or your wine presses where they brought in all the grapes and all the things and they made the wine and they pressed out the juice. He said they will be bursting with new wine. New wine was the best wine. It was the most excellent wine. It was new wine. How many know in the Bible, new wine speaks of the Holy Ghost? I don't know about you, but I, I'd love this promise right here. Amen. Not only am I going to have plenty to eat and God's going to provide for my family, but I'm going to get a little bit more of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to get a little bit more of God's Spirit. Amen. I'm going I'm to receive a little bit more. I'm going to be filled up. Amen. With joy and love and peace and kindness and gentleness and long-suffering. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Amen. How many know you can't outgive God? I said, you can't outgive God. He's always going to give back to you, press down, shaking together, emotionally, physically, mentally. And I don't know about some of you, but some of you are praying for money, and really, you need peace of mind. And I sometimes would rather have peace of mind than a lot of more money. Come on. Amen. Someone said that money can't buy happiness, but somehow it's a little easier to cry in a Ferrari than it is a Ford Fiesta. Anyways. But how many know that sometimes we're, we're, we're wanting these things and God said, I know what's better for you. I know what you really need. And some of us need peace of mind. Some of us need peace in our homes and we need this, we need that. And yet we're praying for money and a better job. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather have peace sometimes than money. Amen. But God knows what you need. That's the new wine. That's the new wine that he's talking about. What does Jesus teach us? Seek first the kingdom of God. Give God first. Give Him the best. And then all these other things that you're praying about and worried about and need will be added to you. I believe there's so many other ways that we can honor the Lord, not just money. People say, well, there you go. There's the church talking about money. No, there's so many other ways we can honor God. Did you know that you can give God your first and your best of every day? When you wake up in the morning, give God first. Amen. Let the fruit of your lips give thanksgiving to God. Get in the word, pray, seek the Lord. Whatever, whatever your schedule causes you to do or what allows you to do, praise and worship. Man, these, these are the first fruits of our day. 
Sometimes I just say, Lord, I'm going to give you the first fruits of my day, of my week, of, of this or that. Amen. Giving God the first and the best. Isn't that really good? So giving God the first and best of your life. And many times I really have just encouraged uh, young people especially, give God the first part of your life. Amen. Come on, give God the, not just the best, but the first part of your life. Give God that when, you, when you're young, give God your young years. And give God, um, don't just say, well, I'm going to do my thing and I'm, I'm going to live my life. And then maybe when I get older, I'm going to serve the Lord. How many know we should give God our first and our best? Amen. And so as a, as a young teenager, it's important that we, we understand that the, the most important decisions in my life, Lord, I'm going to give you the first place. I'm going to give you the best choice. I'm going to give you, amen, that first place in my life. I'm going to put God in front of everything in front of me. Amen. You know, sometimes it's good to say that. Amen. And so this morning, I just want to encourage you to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And the Bible says to honor the Lord. And then the Bible says as we do that, and we fear the Lord, as we honor the Lord, the Bible says that we're going to have much more than we really can handle. How many believe that today. How many want to just say, Lord, I want to trust you today with everything. Can we stand on our feet today? Amen. You know, I just want to share some thoughts as we close and we just want to pray with you. We have teams coming down after I'm done and after the service, there's some teams that will be down here and we just absolutely believe in the power of prayer in this church. And so whatever you're going through, whatever you have need in your life, how many believe it's not a person praying for you, but it's the God that they're calling out to that can do something in your life. And so we just want to take that opportunity after the service. But let me just throw these out there. As we went through the scripture today in Proverbs chapter 3, you know, when you trust the Lord, you'll get understanding. That's what he's saying. When you acknowledge the Lord, you'll receive direction. When you fear the Lord, you'll get health and stability. And when you honor the Lord, you'll find joy and fulfillment. This is what he's saying, and he's saying that trust is this. Trust is sincerity, humility, and priority. Come on, trust is everything. Amen. Lord, I want to trust you today. I'm trusting you for everything in my life. Some of you are believing God for your family and for your children and for your marriage. Just put that in God's hands today. Put your situation in God's hands. What you can't do. What you, what you say, Lord, I've done everything that I, I can do. I, I've, I've, I don't know how, what else to do. Trust the Lord today. Put your confidence in the Lord. Put your, put your uh, life in God's hands today. And as the writer here in Proverbs is saying, Lord, I'm trusting you today for wisdom, for direction, for health, and provision. How many believe that we serve a good God? Amen. A faithful God. A God that can be trusted. A God that in, in a world of uncertainty, in a time of uncertainty, amen, you can put your trust in the living God. And I don't know what area that you really need prayer today or God to really help you with today, but I just want to encourage you, as Jesus said, have faith in God. Put your trust in the Lord. Put your kids in God's hands. Put your marriage in God's hands. Say, Lord, I'm going to do whatever I need to do in my life that, Lord, that lines up with your word so that I can see these promises come to pass in my life. How many know God gives us instruction? And with every instruction, there's a promise. And so, Lord, I want to line up with that today. And I want to trust you today with my life. I want to trust you with my kids and my family, my marriage, my business, my finances, my future, Lord. Some of you just need to trust the Lord. Just trust God and say, Lord, I'm going to hang in there. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm not going to let go, but I'm going to trust you. 
Amen. When everything around me is telling you to telling me to quit and telling me to go in another direction and do something else, I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to trust in you. I'm not, I'm not going to, let, as David said, I'm not going to let my foot be removed from the path that you called me to. I'm going to trust in you today. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word. Thank you that your word brings life. It brings health. It brings confidence. It brings stability. And so I pray today, Lord, that as we put our trust in you, Lord, some of us have come through so many different situations, situations and circumstances. We're all on kind of this different roads where we're going, but Lord, you know our way. You know the way we're going. You know where we're at. And I know that, Lord, in the midst of this, Lord, we can say, I trust you. I trust you, Lord, with everything everything within my heart today. I trust you, God. Help me on a daily basis look to you, acknowledge you, uh, honor you, to be totally in love with you. How can I express that on a daily basis? Teach me your ways, Lord. That's what David said, Lord, and that's what we want to do. Teach me to trust you, and I'll give you all the praise and all the glory for what you're doing in my life and what you're going to do in my life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Well, we have a connection point right outside, and I don't know what they have planned in eating, but I plan on eating it, and so I plan on meeting you there. But let's greet somebody today as we leave and encourage somebody. Amen in the Lord. God bless you.